What is good, lacrosse fans? It is Sam with the slide package, and we're back for another week of PLL action. Uh, this week, we got a couple of fun matchups. Uh, Friday night, we had uh, Archer's Chrome, and then today, on Saturday, we have Redwoods Water Dogs, Cannon's Chaos, and tomorrow, we have Whipsnakes Archers and Chrome Atlas. Uh, getting into uh, not only that action, but the action from the week before, we got a lot of stuff to go over. Um, maybe some potential power ranking shakeups that I guess I can deliver. Uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. So, uh, last Friday we had the Whipsnakes and the Atlas, where the Whipsnakes won in overtime. Um, it, yes, Jeff T did play. That was his debut, I believe. Um, but if we're looking at like the stats, he he had two points, he had two assists. Um, he didn't really come on until the latter half of the weekend when they played the Cannons and won. Uh, but takeaway from the Whipsnakes game um, is that Jake Carraway has come on very strong. Brian Cospiel has done a lot better. Uh, like I said, I thought he would. Eric Law is Eric Law. Um, I think that their defense is better than people give them credit for. Um, like, it is very good to hold the Whip Snakes to 12. Um, the fact that, well, on top of that, they, Zed Williams had one goal. Um, so, I mean, that's what we said. To guard Zed Williams, you need someone big and fast and defensively fundamental, and there are not many guys like that. But I think you can make the argument Tucker Durkin is. Um, Matt Rambo is also very talented, obviously. He had three goals, two assists. But he has a 10 shots. Um, so he, he wasn't shooting the ball particularly well in this game. Uh, he did have the overtime winner. So in regulation, he had two goals, two assists, which is a good game, obviously. But um, I think that of the two to, to put your bigger, faster guy on, it's Zed Williams because... Even though Rambo is a big guy, I think you can... He's not, I don't think, as fast as Zed Williams. It's not even, I don't think. He's not as fast as Zed Williams. So, that that's my takeaway from that. Um, Alice did everything they could. Um, I think if if Jeff Teat had been playing previously, I think that he would have... I think they might have won. I, I do. Um, and then you turn around and look at what happened on Sunday when they just smoked the can. Well... Not smoked. They beat the cannons in a shootout. Um, and then Doc Aiken did, like, not very much. I still don't know how I feel about him in the pros, but uh, we'll see. He he had a he had ups and downs his previous season at Virginia, which kind of gave me some some apprehension about how good he's going to be in the pro game. But, you know, hey, there's plenty of time for him to get better. Um, I mean, fundamentally, like, all this – what this showed to me is that the Atlas are – closer I think to a to a completed rebuild but I don't think they're quite there yet I think they're still really young um, I think their defense could stand to add one more like stellar piece um, I mean I'm just looking at like their defense like aside from Tucker Durkin and Michael Rexrode like these guys are good but none of them stand out to me I guess if that makes any sense like on the whip snakes, I mean, I mean, good lord! Like Bryce Young, Burn Lurcher goalie, obviously, but Matt Dunn, Tim Muller, Earhart, that's just I ain't calling Squires. I forgot he also played. Um, that's just 
that that is a stellar defense. So the Alice, I think, could stand to beef up their defense a little bit. I think their offense will develop and get better as they get older. So I think the Alice are actually pretty close, and I think that's what this game showed us, that they're actually not too far off from a completed rebuild. Moving on to Saturday's slated games, uh, Redwoods Chaos. Well, Chaos won, and I'm beginning to believe that the Redwoods actually are not as good as we thought. Um, and here's why. TD Ireland, I believe, is winning about 63% of his face-offs, which is, I think, the best in the PLL right now. Maybe behind Nardella. Um, I haven't checked his uh, his face-off win percentage, but still... If you are a pro team and you are winning 63% of your faceoffs and you're scoring nine goals, I mean that like let's let's do some quick quick math here. Um, so let's see. So the Redwoods, let's see, they got oh I'm sorry, they had 77% of their faceoffs here. They had 17 faceoff wins out of the 22 that there were. So you're winning 77% of your faceoffs. You're and they score nine goals. So. The up and down part of lacrosse aside, where you're going back and forth, if they strictly were to play a game of possessions where they only score on um, the if they score on the possessions that they get wins from, then they're scoring on slightly over half their possessions, which is really good. But that's not the case. They don't score. They shot 23% of their 39, almost 40 shots. 23 of them were on cage. So that's about half on cage, which is not great. Um, I think that's probably around PLL average. I'll have to check that, actually. I'll make a note of that. Next week, I will figure out what PLL average is for shots on goal percentage. But of those shots, only nine went in. Um, and granted, I know they're going against Blaze Reardon, but, like, Darcher shredded him. And I, I don't think that he... He's a really good goalie. I think he's the best goalie in the PLL. But at at a goalie's core, if he's seeing if he is not seeing shots and you're putting shots that are really good on him, there's only so many he can save. So oh my gosh, my pen burst. Okay. Well, I have ink all over my hands, so I'll be right back, everybody. One second, please. Okay, we're back. Yeah, uh, my pen burst and I was like, I was rubbing my fingers together and I was like, why is this? So sticky, and then I looked, and my hand was like black. So anyway, I got that taken care of. Uh, yeah, so make a mental note. Actually, I can just put it with the other pen. Okay, making a note that next week I want to uh, do the average PLL average shot on goal percentage. Okay, this will be an interesting stat to look at. I'm also still collecting data for uh, the experiment we're running on unforced turnovers and such. Um, if I'm being honest. It is not looking like it matters that much um, in terms of unforced turnovers. The teams appear to be, in a weird way of saying this, it always seems to work out. Um, like, each individual turnover does not mean that much. But what really matters is like, okay, you make one mistake, not that big of a deal. You make two, okay, you make X number of mistakes, and then down the stretch, when it's close, you either fix it or you keep making the mistakes. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's actually really interesting to look at that, uh, and the shot clock violations, like, are not, they're not really indicating who's going to win the game. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting, but I'll keep collecting data, and I'll, I'll share that with you probably after, hmm, probably after two weeks or so. I think that'll be enough to share some viable results. Um, anyway, so shot on goal percentage 
will be shared uh, next week just to kind of take a look at exactly exactly how many shots could we expect to be on cage and then get a good idea of how many saves a goalie's making. Um, anyway, so the Redwoods. Uh, I think that Walsh didn't have Ryan Lee, which uh, as I think, uh, no, I think Ryan Boyle said this on the broadcast where they're, he, Ryan Lee is their off-ball guy. And actually, we, we saw this in the championship series that teams tried to go with six Dodgers. They're like, oh, anyone can be an off-ball guy. Well, not quite. Um, for whatever reason, a lot of the guys that are we would consider on-ball or you know, dodging threats, aside from maybe Hennenberg, maybe Charlie Bertrand, who made his PLA debut, one shot, one goal, I think he'll, he'll be good. Good old, good old Canadian from Virginia. He'll be pretty good. Um, well, I think that, not I think, what they see is that teams that don't really play a specific off-ball threat tend to not assist very well, which is makes sense because if you're a dodging threat, you're, you want to dodge. Um, so what I believe Ryan Boyle put on the broadcast is their offense just looks stale. Like they just... No movement, and the movement they were getting was just like a one cut that they could eat, that the defense could easily guard. Just not, not good enough. Um, so I don't know if Ryan Lee has that big of an impact, or if kind of the rest of the guys are trying to play a bit more selfishly. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm really unsure. Sergio Perkovic, one goal. Jules Hennenberg, one goal. Ryder Garnsey, two. I mean. It's hard. Matt Cavanaugh had a goal. Like they, they had a lot of different scores, but it still wasn't enough. As opposed to the chaos, who also had a lot of different scores, but it was enough. Uh, they had you know, Ian McKay at LSM, which is still weird for me to say. Chris Cloutier, Kyle Jackson, Ryan Smith had two. Mac O'Keefe had one. Dane Smith had one. Josh Byrne had two. Vicaro had four assists, which is funny enough. That was their leading score with or leading points guy yeah, with four points. Um, but you know the the chaos are a they're a weird group, and so it works sometimes. Like I don't know if I see. I, okay, let me let me rephrase this. I do not see the chaos making a deep run. I'll say it for the second time because I said it last year, and look what happened. But um, I don't think that they have the firepower to make a deep run. I think they might sneak in a playoff win. They might be able to sneak into the playoffs. We'll see, and then get like one win. But I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're making a deep run. Um, and so my takeaway from the weekend is the Redwoods are not one of the top teams until they can figure out how to basically just shoot the ball better, which is ridiculous. They have Rob Pinnell, Jules Hennenberg, um, Sergio Perkovic, Matt Cavanaugh. Like they, they have some of the best shooters in the league, and they can't they can't get it done. Um, so as of right now, I am bumping the Redwoods down, uh, down a peg uh, until they can kind of figure this out. Then we move on to Water Dogs Archers. Um I'm I'm hesitant to knock the Water Dogs down a peg because Michael Saris has been out for the past few weeks. So until they get him back, I really don't know how to look at them. What I will say is their defense is not very good. Um, they it, they are they are missing Brody Merrill, and this happened to the, to the Chaos too, which is hilarious. Like they they just don't um, they don't know how to organize themselves. They have a minus eight score differential. Um, which is not the worst. The Alice have minus nine and the Chaos have minus 10. But 
the next worst is minus two. So they're kind of down. And then the Archers are up there at 24, um, just killing it. Chrome have three, Cannons have three, and the Whipsnakes now have minus two, which I think that might be the first time the Whipsnakes have had a negative score differential since, like, the midway through year one. Um, but, yeah, my, my takeaway is that their, their defense is not very good. Um, I mean, they average about 13 scores against, um, which is bad. Like, that that's not good. Um, <clears throat> as opposed to, let's, let's go to the Archers and see what theirs is. So I believe, see, they are averaging, yeah, they're averaging seven and a half scores against. And then we'll, and then we'll even go to, uh, the Whipsnakes, even so they just got destroyed. So they just got destroyed, and they still are only at 12. Yeah, 12, okay. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, but... Anyway, let's go back to the, to the schedule so we can get a peek at exactly what the Water Dogs' scores have looked like. All right, so let's see. They have all right. They lost seven to thirteen. Okay, so their offense wasn't really getting it done. Water Dogs, they lose. Uh, I think they won this game. Yeah, they win this game nine to fourteen against the Chrome. Uh, but the Chrome did not have Tommy Palasek. They lost Jordan Wolf. Chrome that. I'm not saying it doesn't count, but just some context helps, especially with the whip snakes that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, then they lose 17 to 8 against the archers, get destroyed, um, and they're actually playing right now against the redwoods. So I guess we'll see exactly how good they are. Um, but regardless, I don't think the water dogs are really their defense is really what's it's a combination of their defense and I think their offense is still trying to find themselves. Uh, Ryan Brown has come on. Uh, I will say Ben Reeves came on and then kind of faded, so I don't know if he's got on a hot streak or or if teams are now guarding him because they think he's really good. Let me rephrase. Guarding him more closely and maybe he's sending slides quicker to him. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Um, anyway, so the Water Dogs, I'm hesitant to knock them down a peg, but they're not that high to begin with, so it doesn't matter. The Archers, yes, they lost to the Chrome on this yesterday. Uh, they did destroy the Water Dogs in the game. We are talking about the Archers. I, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second when I talk about the Whip Snakes. Um, next game was Cannons Atlas. Atlas win eighteen seventeen. Jeff T played, which just kind of shows that like their offense is good. It's, it's really their defense. Um, and on top of that, a one game sample size is never enough to make a conclusion. I'm just looking at uh, the fact that you know the 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 Atlas have not won many games, just objectively. Um, their defense is allowing 14 scores against, which is not good. That's why I say that they need to beef up their defense. Um, but, like, I don't, like their offense is good. I mean, you, you can't say that Jake Carraway, Jeff Teat, and Eric Law is not an amazing attack line. You can't say that um, – look at their their midfield line. They got good old Brian Costabile who stepped up his game. I mean, like, they, they are a good offense – and it, and it showed. And the Cannons has a good defense. Maybe they had an off day, but I think it, it shows the Alice have a good offense, and they just need to beef up their defense. The Cannons' um, defense either had an off day or maybe the Alice are that good. Hard to say, but uh, I, I'm not knocking the Cannons down a peg for this one. I think, obviously, it shows their offense can play, um, and we've seen their defense play when they went up against the Whip Snakes. Um, so... I'm not really knocking the cannons down a peg. I might bump the Atlas up one. We'll see. Then we have Chrome Whipsnakes. Whipsnakes got destroyed, but without Zed or Matt Rambo. 
Um, really, what this showed is that the, that their defense is exploitable, and also it shows that um, if their offense is not just destroying you, that their defense is. It showed they're a well-balanced team. Is what I'm trying to say, um, and it shows that if their offense can't produce, and then their defense kind of gets beaten on, they're not going to win. I mean, that's not really a profound statement, to be honest. Uh, anyway, and then last night, uh, Chrome and Archers, they play. Archers lose by one. Uh, the Chrome, the Chrome. Now they have Tommy Palasek, but instead of Jordan Wolf, are are good. Like Tommy Palasek is a good player. So is Jordan Wolf, and for now, that's their team. Um, you know, I think that one takeaway I will say about the Archers is that uh, Bones Kelly has certainly gotten better. I mean, he went 8 for 19, which is less than 50%, but still, 8 for 19 against Connor Farrell, a guy much bigger than him. Um, I mean, it just, you know, things happen in lacrosse. Like, it's that's what I was saying about the Cannons. It's like, it's hard to really take one game and say, oh, they're, this defines them. You know, the Archers, their body of work has been a really good offense and a really good defense. They held the Chrome to eight. Let's not ignore that. Um, this may sound like heavy Archers bias, but I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be unbiased, guys, I swear. Um, anyway, moving ahead. <laughs> I'm not moving, I'm not bumping the Archers down. I'm, I'm moving the Chrome up a little bit. I will say that. Um, but anyway, moving on to the games right now. The Redwoods and Waterdogs are playing right now. Um, I think two teams that are kind of struggle. Um, I think the Redwoods will get it done. I, I think that they will beat them. Then we have Cannons Chaos. Uh, they're both 1-3, and three, but I think the Cannons are a much better 1-3 and three than the Chaos. Then we have Whipsnakes Archers. That is the game of the season as of right now. Assuming that Zed and Rambo play... That will be a phenomenal game. Um, so for this one, because I think it'll be really close, um, I think that, oh man, I just, I'm taking my archers just because it's so close that I may as well just pick the team that I want to win. So I'm taking the archers in a really close, but it, I think it'll be a, mm, I don't know if will it be a shootout because both the offense is really good, but the defense is really good too. So if I had to give a score prediction, I'd say it'd be like a, 14-12, maybe 13-11, something like that. Like, kind of high scoring, but not like 17-18. That's my prediction, something like that. Like, 13-11, Archers. That, that is my precise prediction. Um, and then, uh, moving on to, like, the power rankings that I, I guess, promised. Um, so, because the Whipsnakes just got blown out, um, <clears throat> I'm moving them to two, putting the Archers at one, because they also have the best... Uh, best score differential in the league, which does matter, considering that they're at 24 and the next best team's at, like, 2. Uh, then we have the Whip Snakes because, I mean, they're the reigning champs, and they don't they never lose anybody except for Zed and Rambo are out this past week. So we'll, we'll see how they rebound from that. Now, at this number 3 spot, there's a lot of teams I think you could put, but it's just, it's hard. It's hard to look at any of these teams and decide which one deserves to be at the number 3 spot. Um... Jeez, if I have to pick a team to put it three, I'll put mm, the Redwoods have been struggling. I'll put I'll put the Chrome at three, honestly. After what they've done with Tommy Palasek, I'll put the Chrome at three. I'll put the Cannons at four. 
I think the Canids are better than the Redwoods. Maybe that's a hot take, but I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. Redwoods have been kind of trash recently, so we're going with that. Um, and then at the number six spot, I'm gonna put. Um, let's see the teams we got left. We got the Water Dogs, we got the Chaos, and we got the Atlas. Um, I think the Atlas are better than the Water Dogs. I think that the Water Dogs are then seven. I will almost always put the Chaos at last because I genuinely believe that they suck. Um, until they actually consistently win, they're they're going to be at the bottom of the rankings for me. So if you're a Chaos fan, um, get a better team. That, that's all I can say to you. Uh, so yeah, and then the All-Star voting's coming up. So, like, you know, there's a lot of guys that think deserve it but won't get it because the league is so deep. Um... If I have to say an all-star attack, that's the other issue. Is you, I think, what, like seven or eight attackmen go to the all-star game when arguably each team has like two you can make an argument for. Um, I mean, I'd say, I mean, you think about this. Like Grant Ament, Will Manny, and Marcus Holman, maybe all three of them deserve to go. I'm not sure. Um, Justin Gutterning definitely deserves to go. Um, Wild Thompson obviously is going to go. Uh, Rob Pinnell, like, the spots that are, like, obviously they're going to go are more numerous than I think that there are spots for people to go with. So, we'll see. Um, Honestly, it's also, I think it's fan-powered, like, fan voting, so it might end up being, like, a popularity contest. So, I'm not going to put too much stock in that, but quick scoring update. Redwoods are up 1-0 on the Water Dogs with 11 minutes and 16 seconds left in the first quarter. Um, So, I think... uh, Rebels are going to win. Just I, I think that's too much of a deficit to come back from. Um, that was really dry humor. Anyway, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, turning uh, our attention to next week, we have a lot another slate of games, and I hope you guys will stick around so I can inform you on the PLL average shots on goals. And, of course, I should be able to share some data on these turnovers at some point soon. And uh, I look forward to coming back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Follow us on TikTok. You can, uh, I've combined a bunch of my various platforms onto TikTok just at Samalize, which is pretty stupid, but you know what? I'm rolling with it. So it's like Analyze, but there's an M, and then you put an S in front of it. It's very simple. So I will see you all next time, and this is the slide package. Goodbye.